0: Love,
1: talk, radio. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Host. Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with us will be T.J. Inman. And today we are breaking down Indiana's 33-28 loss at home to Penn State. What we liked, what we didn't like, what worked, what didn't, and what needs to improve going forward. We'll talk about the injury to Michael Penix. And we'll talk about a whole lot more uh, and preview the game heading into Minnesota. But uh, first I I do want to pass along a a big uh, congratulations to Purdue and and the Tyler Trent story. If you don't know the Tyler Trent uh, story is a young man battling cancer. And he, uh, he predicted that Purdue win on Saturday night and he was on the sideline, uh, all bundled up. So, even though we don't like Purdue, uh, we don't like Ohio State either, uh, it, it was uh, a very cool scene up in West Lafayette to give this uh, this young man uh, uh, just a little bit of joy in an otherwise uh, uh, tough life. But now we welcome in T.J. Uh, T.J., happy Monday. It's uh, finally starting to feel like fall, uh, maybe a little too much winter right now. Uh, but how are you doing on this Monday.
2: yeah i'd uh second your uh, your feelings it was a, a cool um, cool scene there and a, a good job at purdue um you know that that was no fluke uh they they beat ohio state uh, you know every which way the loose and thoroughly deserved that victory so uh, congrats to them and uh certainly no um you know no sorrow on our part for ohio state uh it, it you know, I released. Uh, we put out the bowl projections time, and um, you know, I had certainly penciled in Ohio State uh, in kind of my mocks as I led up to uh, the first article as a college football playoff team. Um, obviously, that uh, that game, that performance, and that result, uh, you know, forced me to, to change that, and I've I've got the Michigan Wolverines in there. Uh, now as the college football playoff representative from the Big Ten. uh, Certainly still plenty of season to go, but that was definitely a a huge result in the conference.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. It shook up the whole uh, Big Ten race. and really makes it, it, you know, kind of more fun uh, to see, you know, the big dogs go down, and and now you have – uh, Michigan, you know, looking like the favorites in the conference uh, in the East, and then you know it's anybody you know, the battle between them coming down to that last game of the season uh, probably, and then yeah. you know in the West you have Iowa's having a, a a special season uh, it's shaping up to be, and they might come out of the West and and you have uh, either an Ohio State or or a Michigan Iowa. Um, you know Big 10 championship game and and the west is is wide open as well. You have Northwestern uh has only one loss in the conference. Uh Purdue has um you know is playing well in the conference, has one loss uh to Northwestern to open the year. You have Wisconsin who it's still Wisconsin, but uh you know they they've struggled to beat Michigan and and look to be human uh, as well, so it, it, there's going to be two good races in both divisions, which if you're a Big Ten college uh, football fan, uh, it's all you could ask for. But let's get down to IU or an IU-specific site. But we we always love talking Big Ten and, and the national scene. But IU, you know, coming off a really, really disappointing, discouraging loss to Iowa the week before, uh, came out with some fight against Penn State, hung in there, uh, had a lead for all of 20 seconds uh, there late in the game uh, in, in the third quarter, and, or and you know just just couldn't make the plays on special teams uh, to get there. They lose 33-28. Uh, what did you like about the game on on Saturday, and what really needs to improve going forward if i is going to make a a bowl run?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I thought that the defense uh, – well, let's start at the very beginning here. Uh, you know, one of our primary questions coming into the game was, how would Indiana respond? They had a players-led meeting after that Iowa game. Uh, how would on, how would they look? Overall, I think you can say they responded positively. Uh, that was a much better uh, performance and effort than what we saw against the Hawkeyes. That's a plus. Uh, I thought the defense played well enough to win. Uh, you know, I know that the points amount given up was more than what you'd prefer, but uh, I they don't put them. a lot of that on them.
1: No, I, they I handed them put, twenty. Uh, yeah. They handed handed Penn State twenty one points. I believe three of their touchdown yep. drives were under forty yards. Uh, you had the opening kickoff was returned to the IU thirty six. Uh, they scored a touchdown on that. You had the the kickoff. Uh, returned uh to the five four five or six yard line uh, for ninety four yeah. yards they punched it in the next play and uh and the fumble by Ronnie Walker set him up with great field position as well so uh, you'd really like to see this defense hold them to field goals there and give the offense a shot to come back uh instead of uh, allowing touchdowns but it is a young defense and the, those points they're they're earned because Penn State earned them. Uh, it, it, they just got set up, and this is what why use special teams rank is just abysmal. Uh, probably I haven't seen the new S and P Plus rankings uh, on, on the special teams yet, but you know you you see these explosive plays on on kick return, and, and then you see IU's kick return, um, and it's just man it, it's not it's not there's nothing there they fair catch the ball which is probably the best outcome uh the last two times mike maget has returned to kick he's gotten it out maybe to the 20 uh they haven't had a return past the 40 in years uh, probably since at least last year if not before that they haven't had a return touchdown return since i believe 2012 it's just an area where you've assigned a coach now as a special teams coordinator. It's his sole job and they cannot just be this bad. And and some of that falls on your kicker too. Uh, It was, it was a windy day and it got windier and it was windy down on the field. I was down on the field the entire game and it got downright, downright cold uh, there in the fourth quarter, but Penn state's kicker had no problem putting that ball at or near the end zone. Uh, Jared Smoller, you know, couldn't. It looked like they were fielding at the 10 yard line uh, or the five yard line and coming out and, and low line drive kicks, too, uh, which you can't have uh, against a team with the athletes that Penn State has. So, you know, maybe Jared Smoller needs to evaluate where his leg is at. And then the coaching staff has to evaluate hey, maybe he's not getting the job done. Maybe we have to go to. Uh, Charles Campbell for the last four games of the year uh, on kickoffs, or, or use Logan Justice on kickoffs and, and Charles Campbell on field goals and things like that to, to save guys' legs because you you cannot and, and it, it happened at critical times. The opening kickoff where you think, oh right, everybody's fired up, bam, uh, fifty some odd yards down to the thirty-six, you take the lead and have all the momentum, yeah. all you need to do is tackle the guy and give your defense a chance uh, to shut him down, get the ball back, and extend the lead. And, and uh, you, you know, one gets broken for, for 94 yards. It's just at critical times. And I get fans' frustrations because you can't even enjoy it. It, it. You know, you can't get up and cheer it. You can't get up and cheer the defense and things like that. Before in the blink of an eye, it, it's gone. And I I understand the fan's frustration on that. And, you know, the the rest is history, but that special teams, they also ran into the kicker, uh, although it worked out beautifully for IU, Uh, the the five-yard penalty Penn state then faked the next punt and it got stuffed on a, on a great tackle by Peyton Hendershot. Um, And so, you know, it, that, they kind of lucked into that. uh, But, you know, that, that, that penalty you had uh, a fumble by Jay Sean Harris on a punt return where it's a windy day just fair you know fair cat it bounced and then just go down I know you're trying to make a play and, and things like that just go down and then you had bad turnover luck uh with Penn State muffing. I think three three or four punts and falling on top of it and then you know you did or, you know, get a, get a great recovery on the onside kick there late in the game, but special teams it can't be awful. You could be a middle of the road special teams. You got to do something. You don't have to be a top five special teams team uh, to win, but a, a team like Indiana, who's middle of the road on offense, middle of the road on defense in terms of total offense and total defense, they they really need to be at least middle of the road on special teams. And right now, they're they're bad.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just don't thing I'd add to that. I, I don't know why Mike maget is the guy they have returning kicks, but um, that I, I just don't understand that. I don't think he's uh, particularly explosive. I don't think he's uh, a threat to make any kind of a play back there. Uh, but uh, you know, I guess he hasn't fumbled one, so there's a positive, I suppose. I I don't know, I don't understand that, but uh, you know, I thought the defense played played well, and uh, that's a positive. Offensively, um, you know, really interesting. Um, not a bad day for the offense. Uh, and they put up 500 and pretty good defense.
1: 500 sub-guards.
2: Yeah, and and you know what's what's odd about it for me is that I, I'm left feeling like IU uh, certainly left some points on the field because, because uh, they did. I mean, they, um, you know, we, we could discuss uh, the end of the half that was um, botched, we'll say uh, the, you know, going for it on fourth down. I didn't have a problem with that. Actually, I, I, I prefer that call. I understand the the thought behind kicking it. Um, I don't mind Indiana going for it there. Uh, I thought that the play call was ridiculous. Well, um, it was. I, I
1: Tom Allen said after the game that it was not supposed to be snapped, uh, and I believe Hunter Littlejohn was the was the center on that. It, it wasn't supposed to be snapped. They were either going to call timeout, draw off sides and then either come out with a new play or, or, or kick it. And you got to think they're going to yeah, kick it. you well, got to go into that half. half turn. Now, it, it worked out in the grand scheme of things. He got the ball back uh, with about a minute and, and 50 seconds left at, at their 40. So, it there's like no harm and no foul. Up and then they, they messed that up. You know, I, I don't put that on Penix on, on hiking the ball. He was shocked that he actually got the ball. Uh, and, and just threw it up to to one of his playmakers, which is you know, probably what you're taught to do. But and and a, and a better ball if if he throws a catchable ball there, I i a semi catchable yeah. ball or hits yeah or hit somebody in the hands with it instead of airmailing it, they probably I don't want to say probably because it's Big Ten officials, but they might no. might be more likely uh, to get a flag if you throw it to where maybe oh. it goes off the the uh, receiver's hands or helmet or something like that. But that's asking a lot out of, out of the zebras on that play um, who yeah. who were, you know, missed a lot of calls uh, on the uh, line of scrimmage there, but that play. And then, you know, the situation, they get the ball back That about a minute 50 left. You, you bring Peyton Ramsey back in. He said coming off the field that they brought him in for game management Uh, purposes. And they totally bungled that. And, and And one of the reasons that, you know, Peyton Ramsey, he's, he's a fighter and you, and you've got to like that about him, but you you saw it at the end of the game too. He can't throw these 15 yard outs, which are essential in these two minute drill situations. You've got to get yards and you've got to get out of bounds. So if they want to move the ball downfield, they throw it to the middle of the field and just hope you get a first down and it stops the clock momentarily. But you got to get out of bounds. Uh, nobody did. They tried to rush the field goal team on, and you need about ten seconds to do it if, if, you're, if the clock's not stopped to set up from from I think it was forty or so yards the kick would have been. Um, you you need about yeah you know, somewhere between seven and ten seconds, and they just couldn't get it done. They had three chances uh, to tie that game maybe even take the lead and those are the plays that infuriate this fan base and and you know make it scratch your head and 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 say you know maybe Tom Allen's in over his head a little bit uh with these situations and and maybe it's it's, it's a second year as a head coach in the power 5 uh team and you know there's going to be a learning curve that's that's what's going to happen and Tom Allen Or uh, Kevin Wilson wasn't great in these situations either. Uh, He was not the greatest game manager in the world, uh, at least according to all the people on Twitter from a couple of years ago complaining about the same stuff. Uh, But, you know, you needed to get at least three points there. You go into the uh, halftime, uh, you know, tied, getting the ball back and, and things like that. But what I don't get is why are you putting Ramsey back in uh, when when Penix was playing so well, and and now that it's revealed that he's had an ACL tear and he's out for the rest of the season, that you know that argument's out the window. He need to find another talking point, but um, yeah, he he couldn't have done worse.
2: No, no, he couldn't have. I mean, you 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 bring in uh, Peyton Ramsey for supposed game experience that he had. Uh, in a, in the two-minute offense, um, and that's fine, but he made a poor decision to throw the pass where he did, uh, and then, you know, then the receiver didn't get out of bounds, and um, then you attempt to... At that point, it didn't matter if you ran on the field goal unit or, or not. They, they weren't going to get another playoff. That was pretty clear to me. Uh, so, I, you know, that was poor... Um, I, I think the offensive line um, had a fantastic day. Uh, they deserve a lot of credit because um, they've been rightfully criticized for some of their performances. Uh, they've, they've had kind of an odd season. Uh, they've been really good in a couple of games, um, and, and they've been pretty poor in a couple of games as well. Uh, but against Penn State, who has a, a pretty good front, um, I, their linebackers are, are young and I don't think they're all that skilled, uh, outside of Micah Parsons, who's playing, uh, you know, outside of his preferred position of defensive end. Um, and he's, he's talented, but you know, he's a, he's a freshman. Um, but Indiana's offensive line really controlled that game. Uh, when Indiana had the ball, I, I thought that they pass blocking wise, they were good run blocking they were outstanding uh, particularly the left side of the line indiana uh, was able to consistently run uh, behind left tackle left guard and center uh, and, and pick up large chunks of yardage uh ronnie walker had a, a couple of nice runs he had a bad fumble but he had a couple of nice runs uh, stevie scott was uh really a beast uh, all afternoon and, and continues to be an impressive player um so the line had a really good day. Uh, you know, it's too bad we don't get to see any more Penix. Uh, that was a shot in the arm that um, I think was, you know, tangibly felt. Um, it, it just popped off the screen. That oh, it's it's a little different with this guy in there, and I'm already looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing that next season because it, it, there's just a different level of excitement there.
1: Um, yeah, there was a palpable buzz said, in the stadium when he came out. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, that being said, uh, you know, um, he was not perfect by any means, and I'm not expecting that. You know, in the limited game action he's had, I mean, uh, you know, no, he hasn't play, played. He hasn't played in season, over a month. Right. When you say, well, when you get to this point in the season, your freshmen are no longer freshmen. Well, they are if they've barely played. And that's that's the case with him. Um, now, you know, we can have an argument at the end of the season, and I'm sure we will, maybe not an argument, probably a discussion, because I feel like we're on the same point or the same wavelength here uh, about the way that um, it was handled earlier in the season, putting you in this position now. That being said, uh, it ends up working out as a, a positive long-term uh, because, you know he's still going to keep that red shirt, uh, and that's good for the long-term future. But I don't think any of us particularly care too much about that right now. Uh, it's a it's a major bummer that he's not going to be there. But you know, looking to Iowa or looking to Friday's game against Minnesota, uh, that's a team you can run on. And Indiana's offensive line is going to have to uh, they're going to have to do what they did against Penn State, and it, it, you know. They were dominant and uh, they deserve credit for that. Uh, I thought um, to single out a defensive player, I thought Brian Fitzgerald um, had himself a very nice game. Um, I thought Marcelino Ball played much better than he did against Iowa. Uh, those two were all over the field making plays. That was good to see. Um, and Indiana's secondary really, I know the wind played a part in this, but. Uh, Trace McSorley was was not particularly effective through the air. He hurt IU with his legs, but um, you know Indiana did as well as you could expect offense. Uh, and then the running game was was very good as well. It was just the uh, special teams uh, really poor play, um, and then a you know a, a fumble here and there that the ball just consistently bounced right to Penn State. That's, uh, that's I don't know what to say about that. that. I, I don't believe in curses, but my gosh, uh, that's just the way it goes. It, it really, you you keep saying, oh, it's you know it's fifty fifty, and eventually that'll flip. Well, I I don't know when because I'm still waiting.
1: Yeah, and you know, credit does go to the offensive line, and, and yeah, they were hold, it called for, at least six holding penalties, and they lit up big sacks. A
2: couple of those, uh, straight up crap i'm sorry yeah. they were crap they got they got trucked on a couple of occasions particularly in the interior uh west martin you know he got run over by the guy he's trying to block falls over of course the guy falls over on top of him that doesn't make it holding it it, it just does not uh, in the had multiple first downs taken away because of that uh they just missed those calls they just did now, a couple, Indiana definitely held, no doubt. But, uh, I mean, a few of those were on the replay very clearly. Penn State defender did not get held. Didn't. Uh, they didn't. Were, and they were missed calls. I'm sure you won't hear a word from that from the Big Ten, but uh, that's reality.
1: Yeah, and you, you mentioned that they wiped out first downs. A lot of them were big first downs. There was uh you know a couple plays in their territory where you're you're getting the offense going and, and the offense ran 100 plays and that does not include the penalty plays I don't think and then if you get first downs this team could have run 115 plays uh probably and that's the difference in the game uh there's those 15 plays on that ball and and uh and Penn State wouldn't so it was a good effort against Penn State, disappointing results. Uh, and, but it kind of gives you a tease. Of if they play like this, uh, they should be able to beat a competition that they need to beat to go to a bowl game. So moving on to Minnesota, if IU fans don't know, the game is on Friday night, uh, not Saturday, although it could bleed into Saturday. Uh, since it's an 8 p.m. Friday night start on FS1 up at Minnesota. This is a game that IU hasn't played Minnesota since 2013, and that was a debacle of a game, a homecoming debacle, another one, um, that year um, with a terrible play call as IU was just running it down Minnesota to throw a backwards pass that went for a fumble. Uh, and that drive and probably killed it. Well, it, it did kill Idle Hopes that year. So, uh, and before that, the last time they played was 2008 uh, up in the old Metrodome, uh, which was just, it, it wasn't even a cool place to go to as a fan, uh, other than that your ears popped when you walked in. Uh, but uh, up at Minnesota, outdoors. It looks like IU's going to walk out on the weather. It's supposed to be in the 50s, not blizzarding or anything like that, which could happen up in Minnesota in the last week of October. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a, a very evenly matched game. Uh, Minnesota comes in uh, it ranked 11th in total offense. Indiana's ranked 7th uh, there on total defense. uh it, uh, Minnesota comes in at 10th, Indiana's at 7th, uh, scoring defense, Minnesota's at 10, I use it at 11, they're actually tied, or uh, Minnesota's actually point two points uh, ahead of Indiana in that category, in scoring offense, Indiana is uh, point five, uh, half a point better, uh, at 9th in the Big 10, Minnesota sitting at 10th, so it is a very very evenly matched game to where if Indiana comes out with the intensity that they did against Penn state fixes the special teams errors and, and plays offense and defense like they did last week, I, uh, they should be, they should cu- they I'll be blunt. They should come out of Minnesota and Minneapolis with a win. Uh, if they play like they did against Iowa, they're going to get their butts handed to them and your your season is is likely in the tank uh at four and five coming home to play uh Maryland after the open week, but Minnesota has their questions as well uh they <coughs> excuse me uh they have uh, i mean they have lost four in a row after winning the first three. Uh, they narrowly yep. beat Fresno state at home. Uh, Antoine Winfield jr. Made a heck of a play uh, to seal that game uh, with the pick in the end zone as Fresno state was going in for the tie. Uh, they beat New Mexico state 48, 10 and Miami of Ohio, 26, three. Other than that, they got trounced at Maryland. They got trounced by Iowa. They put up a good fight at, at Ohio state 30 to 14. And then, uh, Got beat up by Nebraska 53-28 uh, for Nebraska's first win of the year. So it, it's a team that that's on a four-game losing streak. India comes in on a three-game losing streak. So somebody's losing streak is going to end uh, end on Friday night. And Minnesota has their questions. Their quarterback Zach Anaksted was report, uh, reportedly hospitalized after the game on Saturday. His availability is unknown. Tanner Morgan, the backup, came in, played pretty well. Uh, kind of gives, kind of gives Minnesota a different look. Uh, but they're missing the top two running backs, uh, who are now probably out for the year. Uh, they're missing Antoine Winfield Jr. Their secondary is absolutely decimated uh, there. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be a dogfight, and if. Indiana comes out and plays well. They should, they should win. And that'll, you know, going into the open week five and four makes you feel a little bit better about yourself.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, if you, if you're offered the chance to be five and four heading into a, you know, basically entire two week layoff, uh, to prepare for Maryland to give you a chance to, you know, a home game to go to a bowl, uh, If offered that, I take it. Um, Do I think Indiana could have and should have beaten one of Michigan State or Penn State? Yes, I do. Uh, Am I very disappointed in how they played against Iowa? Yes, I am. But you know what? Iowa is really good. Uh, And, and again, they deserve credit for how they handled Indiana. But IU played like crap that game. Uh, All those things said, you know, if offered the scenario of five and four, Heading into the Maryland game which is a home game to go to a bowl game uh, I take it I, I do and um, that's that's what Indiana has in front of them uh, IU should be able to run the ball very well uh, the, the question is going to be can the offensive line repeat the performance that they had uh, I don't know you know we're, we're going to find out uh, this, this team has not uh, over the years been a uh, been a team that you feel like you can trust to put out consistently solid performances on the road in the big 10. Um, and that's, you know, that gives you pause, but I, I feel like the offensive line is a proud group that uh, kind of found their footing, uh, getting Koi Cronk back and healthy. Um, and they, they look really good on Saturday and Stevie Scott, uh, I believe we, have seen enough from him to, to know what we're getting there. Uh, and that's a player that doesn't look like he'd be any fun to go against. Um, and, you know, like I said, Minnesota's a defense that can be had there. Uh, Peyton Ramsey's going to have the uh, potential, you know, the plays are going to be there. He's going to have to make them. And um, I, I I hope he's up to the task because, like you said, Michael Pennick's, uh not available, you know. So, uh, it's going to be on Peyton's shoulders and um hopefully he can get that done uh, on defense um we'll see you know Minnesota's passing game uh not scary they they have a couple of they have one good wide out a couple of others that are you know, potentially dangerous but not the same level uh of explosive player that Ian has gone up against here uh, with some big 10 East opponents. Um, and then, uh, you know, their running game, like you said, Brooks and Smith, uh, both gone for the year uh, at this point. They've they've gotten a couple of uh, good performances from their backs, but uh, they're going to try to rely on that running game. Um, Indiana has at times done pretty well against running backs. Uh, and at times they looked really shaky. Uh, I thought Miles Sanders could have had a really nice day, but Penn State didn't really feed him much, which I thought was kind of surprising. Um, but I, I felt like they could have given him a, a few more chances uh, than what they did. But, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. I, I do think uh, Indiana needs to stop screwing up on special teams. Uh, that that just has to stop. They are back-breaking plays, put your defense in a terrible position, um, or just you know basically hand points to the opponent. Um, and IU they just can't do that. They're not a good enough team to be that weak in one facet of the game uh, and expect to get away with it. So uh, I I do think it's an even even matchup uh, for the most part. But I I think that Indiana's running backs particularly uh, Scott and Walker are better than what Minnesota has. I think IU overall has a better group of receivers. I think Indiana has the better uh, better offensive line in this matchup. And I think Peyton Ramsey is overall a better player than what Minnesota will put forward at quarterback. Um, not by a ton, but I would take Ramsey over what Minnesota has. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Hoosiers to win this game. Uh, I do think that they'll be able to score points on this Minnesota defense, which is pretty beat up. Uh, And if you look at their recent results, um, they did do pretty well against Ohio State, but they gave up a ton of yards in terms of points they did well. But, I mean, a whole lot of yards given up. And then Nebraska did whatever the heck they wanted to uh, on Saturday, and Iowa did the same to them uh, before that. So it's a defense that I think is there for the taking, uh, I'm going to go Hoosiers winning it on the road in Minnesota, 34-20. to 20. I'd like Indiana mm. to come out uh, and, and build a lead, and I, I think Indiana's going to win this game uh, and get themselves to 5-4. and four. Uh, But to be honest, if I could tell you uh, that I felt extremely confident about that, I would be lying. Uh, I, I really don't have any strong confidence uh, in any outcome here. I just... I think it's going to be really interesting because both teams desperately need this one.
1: Yeah. And you, you talked about uh, Peyton Ramsey and Reese Taylor now slides into that backup, the backup quarterback role. And it it was hinted today that they have a package for him. If people have Reese Taylor, he is a dynamic uh, player. He's put off defense, special teams for IU uh, this year he has 283 his yards, uh, 23 catches. He needs to get the ball in his hand more. Uh, they, they've looked at him to to throw on on wide receiver sweeps, uh, double passes, things like that. Uh, but him taking snaps, it, it, it really uh, could expand the offense, make that defense think about something else. And you saw the Penn State defense when Penix is in uh compared to Ramsey it it was basically a different game plan uh with him in compared to Ramsey and you have to think that you know Minnesota knows that hey Reese Taylor's playing they they've uh you know seen his high school tape as as Mr. Indiana football and and all those things so they know what he could do on the field and he, and he's shown that he could be a pretty good player at the Big 10 level too as a, as a freshman so, you know, how he impacts the game is, is going to be uh, really important. Can he give IU's offense the same spark that Michael Penix did last Saturday before leaving with an injury? Uh, we'll see what happens with the Minnesota quarterback, Zach Aniksted, who's the starter, who's been the starter all year, uh, has completed 52% uh, of his passes, nine touchdowns, thrown seven picks. Tanner Morgan, the primary backup, uh, has been, you know, he hasn't been as, he completes more passes, is more of like a Peyton Ramsey type of guy. Uh, he can run a little bit, but he hasn't thrown a touchdown, and he's thrown two picks. Minnesota also likes to go with the Wildcat. Uh, they have a big wide receiver, Seth Green. He's number 17. Uh, he's only thrown three passes. But in in the running game, uh, he's scored six times, uh, and that's huge. He's run the ball 38 times. They usually bring him in in goal line situations. If Aniksaad's yeah. not playing, they might play him more. Uh, he's scored six times. He's their go-to guy in the red zone. He leads all their rushers um, with the, those six touchdowns. I uh, you know and if I you could stop the their freshman uh running backs and Muhammad Ibrahim and Bryce Williams uh who have combined for almost 800 yards and, and four touchdowns uh their offense becomes one dimensional. They do have a couple good receivers uh on this team in Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman. Uh, Bateman's a big big guy. Uh he's a the guy they like to throw it up to. Uh, Tyler Johnson, as well, is a, is a big receiving target at 6'2, 200 pounds. Uh, he's by far their most targeted receiver, uh, 705 yards. He's one of the better receivers in the Big Ten as well. So Minnesota does have some weapons. Uh, and then on defense as well, uh, they've got some playmakers uh, on defense. And Cashman, he's all over the field. When you watch Minnesota, he's a name everybody talks about. 10.5 talk tackles for loss. He's a senior linebacker. You know he wants to get that home win uh yeah but before he graduates, uh give these fans something to uh to cheer about. Uh, and then uh, you have a you have a couple other guys, Thomas Barber, a linebacker. He's a good player. Kamal Martin who got banged up last week at linebacker. So this defense's strength is at linebacker. The defensive back is young they got burned by Nebraska. They're going to want to come out and and play their best game as well. So it, it could come down to to special teams, and IU's got to do something, as you said, uh, TJ. But we'll see. Emmett Carpenter is one of the better kickers in the Big Ten. Um, he's kind of fallen off since had a great uh, a great sophomore year in uh, in yeah, twenty sixteen, but you know they're they're always been pretty good on special teams uh their punter is averaging 40 42 yards a kick and you know we'll see what what IU could do uh but this is a, a very winnable game uh for IU in terms of this is what you you want an evenly matched game uh where you have a shot if you play your if IU plays their A game they're going to win uh, and that's up to the coach on a short week uh, to get going and, and do. It, it's an odd start date. Tom Allen is not a fan of these Friday night games. He believes it's a college, it's a high school football night, and I know a lot of people uh, agree with him in terms of IU fans, and, and I get it, I, although I grew up with yep. high school football on Saturdays. I, I understand it. I don't mind it being – I think it's a great opportunity – Uh, for IU to be on national television uh, on Friday night before Halloween weekend uh, to, to get that, the the festivities kicked off. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to take IU. I think they, they responded well to coach Allen. Uh, Their effort was, was very, very good uh, coming out of there on, on Saturday. I'm going to go 28, 24 IU. Uh, It's, I just I I don't think IU can score thirty points. I would hate Randy IU's offensive line, and then if they do get out to a big lead, uh, they sit on it uh, like they do uh, like they did at Rutgers. So, so we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm going to take IU on a close victory uh, in uh, in Minnesota, and you know, uh, see, it's a game. It's a this is a must, absolute must win game uh, for. Yeah. If they want to go to a bowl game and, and and keep that goal alive, and I know people put on on the six wins, if they could get the six wins, keep this freaking class intact, go to a bowl game, even if it's in Detroit, um, man, you you've got a little bit of momentum going into next next year, especially if Pennant yeah. is, is able to to be uh, semi. Participating in in spring practice uh, because yep. then then you know you have a very good class coming in uh, you've been to three bowls in four years so this this game is this game is huge for IU and and, and uh, hopefully the fan base and the players and the coaches and everybody realizes that just you know as as big as these games are against these these big teams in the Big Ten East the matchup games that determine whether or not you go to a bowl. And this is the game that that IU just has to have uh, if you want to play in the postseason.
2: Yep, 100% agree with that. It's um, it's a big one, no doubt.
1: Yep. All right, that does it for tonight's podcast. A reminder: the game does kick off Friday night at eight o'clock Eastern on Fox Sports One. Uh, if you have Directv, that is channel two nineteen. Uh, I'd like to thank TJ uh, for joining me every week. Come back to HoosierHuddle.com for all your Indian football news. Check us out on Twitter as well, at Hoosier underscore Huddle. Uh, one final game for October. Then we have the open week uh, before Maryland comes to town on November 10th. Uh, it is almost November, which is kind of scary at, at how the year flies. But thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Monday night. And stay warm.